Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everyone. This is John Legs and Monette Legs, and I want to thank you again for calling into the Mojo Blog Talk Radio Show because we believe that marriage really does matter. We we believe that our audience believes that too. So allow me to disclose that this is an open dialogue forum that will allow you to ask any question or express your thoughts about the subject matter. Tonight, our topic is loving when it hurts. And before we hit the topic, first I would like to tell you just a little bit about the show. The platform of our show is to simply promote marriage and demote divorce. Monette and I are not licensed counselors or experts, but we feel that we are led by God to help individuals understand the principles of marriage and to help restore marriages as whole. So we encourage you to continue to call in and help us help others. Yeah, basically that's what our show is all about. And we just want to continue to work together to um, help marriages all over the world who may be basically going through uh, struggling with um, their marriage in general and having a tough time making their marriage work. And that's really our goal. Our goal is to set an example and be a blessing and be able to help, you know, people who might be struggling in marriage or in relationships or who might be thinking about, you know, taking that next step to marriage. Um, And with the divorce rate being so high, you know, our goal is to demote divorce. God hates it. We hate it. John and I, we both have been, gone through divorces. Actually, I've gone through two divorces, and and John has gone through one. John, can you keep that you back talk to yourself? I mean, we are live on the show, okay? Um, but at any rate, you know, our goal is to just encourage you, you know, whether you've gone through a bad breakup, a bad relationship, um, and you've been divorced, and now you're remarried, you know, there's life after divorce, you know. And so we just want to um, encourage you to continue to call in, tell your friends, tell everybody you know about Mojo Blog Talk Radio Show because we believe that, you know, uh, uh, you know, the two of us along with you can, can help someone who, who might need to, you know, to the extra push or help along the way. But with that said, before we hit our topic, we want to talk about some of the shows that we've already um, aired. And our first show was The Benefits of Marriage. That was a great show, wasn't it, honey? Yeah, it was. It was a great show. (laughs) And then the other one, The Hot Show, I mean, we had the most callers on this show, was Baby Mama Drama. So I assume people might be dealing with a lot of Baby Mama Drama. What do you think, honey? Yeah, I wasn't here for that show, but I Definitely saw the uh, the ratings for that show afterwards when we reviewed it. So apparently you guys had a grand old time while I was away and uh, talking about us guys pretty bad. But, uh, yeah, and then we last week talked about blended families, which was a really good uh, topic, and we had a lot of input from uh, 
one of our callers, and I think a lot of people listened in and kind of shied away from it, but it was a very good topic overall. Yeah, it really was. And so um, we have some future topics to discuss, and we'll look over those real briefly. We're going to talk about dating before and after marriage, and we're going to talk about sex and marriage. You know, we're going to talk about sex and marriage because in this day and age, although we're Christians, a lot of churches shy away from the sex topic. You know, we know that it's private, but John and I believe you can talk about it in a very, um, um, what's the word? <laughs> very, um, I don't know. I'm kind of blunt with it, but I guess we can talk in a very uh, adult manner. Yeah, I like that word. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to have that discussion about um, sex and marriage and um, how to keep the flame burning. That's going to be another topic. I think sometimes when you get married or you get in a relationship, you tend to become complacent and you just, you know, get in your own ways. You know, at first it's steamy, McDreamy, right? And then, you know, somewhere along the way that love tends to die down. The love making tends to die down. The romantic, the, the art of dating dies out. So we're going to talk about how to keep the flame burning. And then also, what else you got there, honey? What are we going to talk about? Um, it seems patience and not punishment. Um, dealing with children for from another mother or another father. Um, what's mine is mine. Uh, the things that frustrate me about my mate, and that will be interesting. The <laughs> things I love about my mate, that will be interesting. And why not divorce? Hmm, why not divorce? I mean, that does cross our minds sometime, I guess. So anyway, these are some of the few wait, wait, topics wait, wait, that... Wait, 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 Why not divorce? Yeah. Crosses your mind? Like, why not divorce crosses people's minds sometimes. Oh, okay. Does That's, it ever cross your mind? I need to know. It doesn't it's cross my mind. Right so, again, um, <laughs> some of our topics that we'll be discussing are those there. He loves me and he loves me not. Uh, I believe that might be our next week's uh, topic, correct? Yeah, we're going to talk about he loves me, he loves me not. We're going to talk... Because a lot of women in relationships, they tend to wonder if whether or not their mate or their husband loves them or if they're still in love with them. And so we're going to have John Handy to kind of give us some, some thoughts and ideas. Yeah, if you don't have to work, you will be here to talk about that, okay? Because us ladies, we need to know, you know. And we need to know some of the signs, if a man loves you, if he doesn't love you, and um, how to pick up on that when you're in the dating phase okay, and how to rekindle that when you are married. Another topic is going to be, should a woman really act like a lady but think like a man? Mm, Steve Harvey wrote a book about that, and we're going to talk about that. Should a woman really act like a lady but think like a man? Um, another topic we're going to discuss is um, tonight's topic, loving when it hurts. <laughs> loving when it hurts. You know, being wronged by the person that you love sounds all wrong to me. But unfortunately, guess what? It happens. And it seems that, you know, you can't take, you know, harsh words from the person that you love and that, you know, you can take those from someone that you really don't know a little bit better than someone that you love. And it could be because when you love somebody and you feel that that person loves you back, it's you have high expectations for them, far more than you would a stranger, right? So if, if someone hurts you and you don't know them, you can quickly get over that. But if you love someone 
and you've given them your all, you're going to have those high expectations for that individual. And I wrote a quote that reads, Having high expectations for people who can't fulfill them is like you needing a heart and asking someone to give you theirs. Okay? Should we expect the most from the person that we love, our mate, our very own, that we say I do to, that we make all those vows to? Should we hold them with high expectations? I believe we should. What about you, honey? Yeah, I I think holding them to high expectations is good, but we always have to have a sense of realism to it and the fact that, you know, everyone's human and neither I or you can walk on water. Only one person has done it ever in the history of mankind. So that being said, we all strive to do right. We all strive to do what's what's best for ourselves and our mates. But, you know, people make mistakes. And so I guess the question is, are you willing to forgive when those mistakes have have been made? Yeah, you know, I get that and all about mistakes. But when you forgive someone and they've made a mistake, you know, there are mistakes and then there are mistakes. Okay, let's talk about mistakes, okay? Maybe 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 I made a mistake and, and, and I put the shoes in the trunk and I knew we really didn't have the money for me to shop and then I made the mistake of buying the shoes anyway and then I didn't tell you. But then you made the mistake of going in my trunk looking for something else and then you ran across those shoes. So now you're mad because we really didn't have the money for me to buy those shoes and I made the mistake of hiding them in the car because I didn't want you to find out. <laughs> What do you say about that? I said it happens all the time, but <laughs> what's the uh, what's the other mistake that you're referring to? Okay, so we talked about that mistake. Let's talk about mistakes. Um, hypothetically speaking, um, your mate goes out and he makes the baby with another woman. Hold oh, on, hold on. How would we change this to say, hypothetically speaking, your mate goes out and she gets pregnant by another man? Okay, all right, all right. We can go both ways. Okay, she goes out, she gets pregnant, you go out, you make a baby, all right? You know, as for me, if my husband were to go out and make a baby, I think I could forgive him, but I don't think I could continue on with him. Now, that's me. A lot of women have, and that's Okay. But I believe that as a woman, you have to know what you can deal with and what you can't, okay? I believe that in any relationship, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be hurt sometimes. You're going to be um, you're going to be disappointed by your mate. But I think that there are levels of mistakes that might be mistakes and might be mistakes. What do you think, honey? Well, let's see. I'm just looking down here at my paper, and I see that we said, (laughs) did you know God expects you to love others unconditionally, even if they've hurt you? Now, if we go with that statement, then no matter if it's a mistake or a mistake, God wants us to forgive. Okay, yeah, I get that. I get that. But God wants us to forgive, but God don't want us to be no fool either. Okay, he wants us to forgive people that offend us, that hurt us, but God don't want us to be stupid, John. I mean, seriously, 
You go out and make a baby on me, and it's over. Okay, what if I go out and I cheat on you? Then what? Is it over? It could possibly be over. I mean, you know, that gives me great course to take. I mean, obviously, I guess in the Bible, if there was ever a reason for divorce, uh, adultery was yeah. the one yeah. the one sin that could do that. And so you birthing another man's child would definitely be a miracle at this point, and yet <laughs> it would be uh, the one sign, in fact, for me to know that you had done something like that. So, yeah, I think I probably would, uh, you know, see if Beyonce was available or something like that. But uh, other than that, you know, I think that you really have to look at, um, I mean, it's a good, uh, you make a good point. You know, that is probably the one, the one thing that you probably don't go back to. But if it's other mistakes, like, you know, just hanging out with your boys uh, late at night and continuously doing that or, or other things that are out there, I think those things have legitimate uh, uh, reasons to be forgiven. And I do think that, you know, you should forgive that person that has done that atrocity of adultery. But, yes, you are smart, and wisdom is the key word comes into play, that you possibly move on from that relationship. Well, in, in, in my, my own experiences, and I'm going to be honest, you know, I've been in situations where it was forgiven and it was forgiven again and it was forgiven again, and then it never stopped. Not necessarily with you, and I'm not trying to go back in the past while you're looking at me all crazy and everything. I wish y'all could see him, audience, but he's got that side look. But, you know, you can forgive a person, and they can continue to do the same things over and over, and it's kind of like how much can you take, you know? So I guess, John, you and I can agree that, you know, we can forgive, but sometimes we do forgive based on the level of pain. Okay, and here's an example. For example, and this is just an example because my husband doesn't curse me, thank God. I couldn't tolerate it. But, for example, my mate curses me, and that's okay. He verbally abuses me, and I, I can deal with that every now and then. Okay, my husband doesn't verbally abuse me, okay? This is strictly, these are examples. But I can deal with that. I can deal with the verbal abuse, and that's okay. But he better not ever touch me. He better not lay his hands on me. So there are some people out there willing to take some things that they wouldn't normally take because maybe these things didn't show up when they were dating. But now that they're married, you know, these things are coming out. So how do you handle situations to where the man or woman may not have ever cursed you, Maybe they never uh, verbally assaulted you. And then now you're married and all this is coming out. I mean, how do you deal with that? Well, I guess that would be quite challenging. But, you know, it's, you know, I, I like to say, you say never. And I like to say there's typically always, most of the time, signs showing you that something is there. Okay, may not be cursing you, but if he's cursing somebody else out, okay. he's cursing his sister out, you know, when he's over there with the family and you're there and he's like, hold on, baby, we're about ready to go. And, hey, Felicia, you need to get the whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, that's a sign that if he curses his sister out, if he curses at his mom or use a swear word there, more than likely he can direct it at your, your direction at any given point in time. As far as putting hands on on somebody, 
you know, I just think that a lot of times we see signs and we choose to overlook them. And we get in situations and we get into relationships where we're now in it and we're in it to win it. And then what we thought we could overlook can't be overlooked anymore because it has no other direction to go but towards uh, you. And so I, that's where I think this is. I don't think that things just pop up out of nowhere. It's it's there. You just have to – that's what dating's all about, to look for those signs and make sure that you're walking into something that's that's very good for you. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I do agree. I agree. I, I agree that, you know, a lot of people confess to be Christians, and I believe you can serve God on different levels, meaning that there are some people who believe that God will heal them while others – may have a different level of faith. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You have different levels of faith. and But what my faith tells me is that when you are involved with someone, God gives you something in your spirit, something deep down inside of you. I call it the Holy Spirit that will unction your heart, unction your spirit to let you know when something's not quite right, okay? And then that's when prayer, you know, takes effect. That's when you get on your knees and begin to ask God, Show me this individual. Show me what I'm dealing with. And if you really want to see, God will reveal that to you. I think the problem with with um, relationships is that sometimes we tend not to pray and ask God because we don't want to see or we already see, and what we see is enough, meaning that we don't want to see any more than what we've already seen because we're, we're wrapped up in that relationship. And so we tend to deal with little things. We, t- we tend to deal with the minor that could inadvertently turn into major things, you know, whereas, you know, he curses at the television or he curses my dog or he curses, you know, whatever, and then all of a sudden, oh, now he's cursing me. Well, he cursed your dog out or he cursed your kids out. What makes you any better than them? So I think those are signs that early on you can kind of look at to see the quality of that individual before you get into that relationship and before you suffer uh, certain types of pain. But, honey, there are times when you're in a relationship and you never see the signs. Like you don't hear the verbal abuse, that person never abuses you, but yet, you know, when you get married, things tend to come out. Then what? Well, I mean, if it's a situation that's like that, then you have to you have to turn upward and put your faith in God and pray that those things can be changed or you can withstand that storm and that season. Um, you don't know the reason for being there, but God has a, a purpose for you. Uh, it's not for you to take abuse. It's not for you to take physical or verbal abuse, but... There's a reason that you're in that situation, and if you put yourself in that situation, uh, sometimes it's our test, and sometimes if if we're there, if we can have the faith. It, sometimes it's there for us not to look to how to resolve that situation, but to look towards God, okay? And when you focus on God, you give God your undividing attention and love and discernment. God can change any particular situation for you. If he can part the Red Sea, he can change your mate to how you want him or her to be. And so, I mean, that's my view on it. Well, I believe that God can change anybody, but I also believe that God doesn't treat us like robots. And he's not going to force us. He's not going to force us to serve him. He's not going to force us to do right. 
He will give us the ability to. He will give us a way out, and he will give. He will make room for us to change. Now, in anything, I believe that it takes two. I believe that if your mate is willing to change and do better and stop offending you or hurting you in that way, then if he wants to do better, then God will help him or her to do better. But I, I think that, you know, we can pray, and God can show that person a lot, but it's still up to that individual to say, God, I surrender to your will, and that I'm sorry, and that I'm not going to, you know, make those same mistakes over and over. So, hey, let's talk about this. Okay, so what if you're already in the relationship, you've been wronged, and I want to. I, we're going to hear from my callers in just a few minutes here. But you've been wronged in the relationship, and you've decided to stay. Okay, but every time things get heated or there's a heated argument, you go back to that same thing because I've seen a lot of people do that. Not just females, but also men, to where they say, "I'm going to stay in this relationship." You know, um, she did this to me, she cheated on me, or he cheated on me, or he made this baby, or he hit me, or whatever, and then you get in a heated relationship, and it comes up all over again. And then resentment sets in, and then we as women, we pull back. We pull back with sex, we pull back with attention, we pull back with giving you what you really want, because while we're resentful in that way, because you've hurt us, you know, and, and, and... so how do you how do you deal with that in a relationship when you you said you've forgiven that person but every time things get heated that that same thing keeps coming up? Well, then have you tr- the question is have you really truly forgiven them? Well, I mean, you, wait, wait, wait. When you say forgiveness takes time too, forgiveness can take time. It can, but when you get to that point of true forgiveness, it is you have forgiven and you have moved on from it. And that is something that can take time. It's something that's a hard thing to do. And it's something that is the reason why God has asked us to forgive because it, it is a it's a challenging thing to do. Not everybody can do it. A lot of people say they can do it, but not everybody can quite do it. So if a person chooses to stay in a situation like that, I'm willing to bet that there's, there's love uh, for that individual that, that did harm to them, and they still love them, but it's just going to be challenging for them to get through it. Well, I know in a lot of cases, the 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 person who's who's offended the other person, you know, they tend to get frustrated because they want that other individual to move on, like stop being mad at me, stop being angry with me, um, and they they actually want them to forgive them in the time frame that they feel it's necessary. But because they did the wrong, it's not fair to them to say when that person should get over it. Now, I do say, I do believe that it shouldn't take years. You still shouldn't be going through the same thing. But, you know, it just depends. It depends on what you're dealing with. So right now we're going to open up the lines for our callers on tonight. We want to thank you all first for all calling in um, some of you called in right after my husband made the intro, and so now that you all are online, wow, we got a great we have a great turnout tonight. So we want to hear your voices on tonight. We want to know what you think about this topic, and if you've experienced anything, share it with us and tell us how you were able to get over it. Or feel free to ask us any questions. Any callers out there tonight? Hey, my name is Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Hey, 
Um, I just want to kind of piggyback on what John said earlier about forgiveness. Forgiveness, and I can say um, that in the past, if I was with someone that had cheated on me or had a baby on me, then I'm like you. I wouldn't deal with it. But at this point in my life, I feel like I waited on God. God sent me my mate, and if my husband was to go out there and make a mistake, and I pray to God that he doesn't, that I would be there. You know what I mean? It would hurt, but I would be there because that's a choice that I made. I made that choice to marry him because I felt like he was the one for me. Now, in the past, they wasn't the one. I knew they wasn't the one. If they messed up, I already knew it was coming. You know what I mean? I felt like it was coming. Mm -hmm. In my life, I feel like, you know, because I did it God's way, that if anything was to happen, that that's my test. And God just wants to see how I'm going to handle it. Am I going to trust him enough to continue with the relationship? Because like John said, it could be for a reason. You know what I mean? God could be testing me to see yeah. my patience and how I am. And so, again, you know, I pray to God, and I, I don't see my husband. I know, well, I should say I think because, you know, we all human. But I pray to God that he would never do anything like that. But if he would, I would be there for him. You know, I would I would be hurt, but I would never leave. I wouldn't leave because of that. And um, quickly, my sister-in-law went through the same thing with my brother. And as mm-hmm. me being his sister, I was upset with him, but she forgave him. So we as a family had to turn around and forgive him, too, because if your wife going to forgive you, then who are we, you know, to still be mad at you? And I saw the love of God in her. Wow. I learned so much from her situation, you know what I mean? And she treats my nephew as if he's hers. Like, she doesn't treat him any different than her other kids, even though my brother made the mistake, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's all about how you feel. And I think it's about your walk with God, and I think it has a lot to do with who you marry. You, like you guys said, you know who you marry. You know their traits. If you've been paying attention you already know how they are and what they're going to do. So, you know, if they make a mistake and it was, you really feel like it was a mistake, okay, cool. But if you know this is, that's how they look when y'all even got married, then don't be stupid. You know? But, Tammy, hey, I, I appreciate your comments. I think you're, <clears throat> pardon me, I think you're one of our um, favorite callers in that calls in from week to week. By, yeah, our number one fan. That's the music but one of my questions is, if if for callers that are not uh, speaking, if you mute your phones, we greatly appreciate it. But, Tammy, I, I wanted to piggyback on something you said. Do you think uh, in a situation where your husband did something of, of that nature, uh, you mentioned that you would stay in the relationship, um, you know, because it was your choice. Um, and I would uh, I would argue a little bit to say, would you stay there because it was your choice, because you – chose to marry this man and things turned out negatively that you stayed, or would it be because you truly loved your husband and because of those actions you're willing to uh, forgive and and make the attempt to work through uh, anything that's come up because of your vows that you've taken? And and that's that's my whole point. It's because I love my husband and I feel – and the love that I have for God, my relationship with God and the love that I have for my husband will be the reason that I stay. You know what I mean? Because I know yeah. that I, I will trust God enough to know that he's going to work everything out. And I love my husband too much to let him go. I'm not going to let him go. I don't know. So they'll do what awesome. this time around. 
Yeah, I done been this man too many times. They'll do a sport. <laughs> Here, my husband. <laughs> Here. I, I stumbled in on the tail <laughs> of these comments, but I'm just going to say something. And uh, I ain't trying to hit nobody, but I ain't trying to miss nobody. Uh, when you well, talk about... Throw it. All right. <laughs> That's the only way I know how to do it. Uh, when you talk about change and you talk about forgiveness, when we when we first develop a relationship or enter into a relationship with Christ, we, we have to be able to, 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 to go beyond our own human emotions. And I'm just going to say it. There is a tendency to go into marriage, even as Christians, with the uh, I can get out of this if I want to uh, mm-hmm. sign on your back. And there's no real commitment. And, and the word, is it John? Yeah, John. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? This is James Keith. I'm, I'm Tammy. I, I, I promise I, I stumbled here accidentally, uh, but I'm glad I did. Well, I, I, I just think it's a Because there is a tendency to forget that, that there is a key word called the vow, and marriage is a covenant relationship. It, it's a relationship Absolutely. that's bound by not people changing to meet our needs, but they're changing to meet God's needs. See, too often... We plant the seed, and we're waiting for the flower to grow in our timing. But it's not about our timing. It's not about uh, our timing. It's about God's timing. We can plant the seed, but I think that we're in relationships, you'll have one of the partners that act like they have feathers under their back, you know what I'm saying, when they really don't, and then they get into a, con- a condemning-type nature. And when you start condemning and beating up, your partner, whether it's male or female, I'm going to keep it unilateral or unisex, you, you begin to, really you're beating up God and you're telling God that he doesn't know what he's doing. You're telling God that he blessed me, but he didn't bless me with his best. But anytime God blesses us, he blesses mm-hmm. us with our best. And sometimes a person can be jacked up, not for them to change, but for you to grow because they haven't changed yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. You see what I'm saying? I think, I think so, that, I think... I think your husband made um, a valid point, and, you know, God does want us to forgive unconditionally, and sometimes we do have to change. I'm not going to say sometimes. Anytime, anytime you're dealing with somebody other than you and you're in a relationship, um, such as marriage, you do have to make changes. You do have to be willing to give unconditionally. And um, I, think you, I think you guys just really made a valid point, and y'all hit on uh, uh, some good topics there, and if there's anybody else who would like to expound on what James said or anything we said, we ask that y'all speak up. James, don't let that be the last time you talk tonight. That was good. Anybody else? Yeah, I Don't be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, James, we need more uh, men speaking up on here. That's Appreciate right. it. That's right. Right on, John. All right, we got a lot of callers on the line. Is there anybody else out there who would like to say anything? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? It's Tabitha. Yes. How you doing, Hi. sister? Good, how are you? I, good. I have heard this kind of uh, the conversation go on, and I came in a few minutes late, and I've kind of heard it bantied around a bit. Um, and I, I was in a marriage for a very long time and um, mm-hmm. have gone through some of that stuff, the, the betrayal and the trust issues and, and had gotten out of it and went through other things. So I think I have a pretty good perspective since I um, 
was mayor for a very long time. And for me, I think it's a combination. We're, we're bouncing, you know, we're throwing around a lot of different topics and themes. So I want to start off with some some of the things. You, you're talking about unconditional love. You're talking about betrayal. You're talking about trust. Um, you're uh-huh. talking about pain. You're talking about being uh-huh. a, a Christian. Um, and then you're talking about uh, um, how do you deal with those things. So there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, the one good and perfect thing that I've learned over the years and learned through um, studying his word is he wants you to forgive. He does not want you to forget. As as his and you always I always tell people to try to relate the relationship to their own dad. If he would be a dad to you, he is your father in heaven, but he's your father here on earth. So if you were to go to your dad and you were to tell mm-hmm. your dad, you know that you were hurting and this this and that, and you stuck your hand in the oven, the first thing he would tell you is, well, don't do that again. But now he mm-hmm. might tell you, but you need to use the oven, so you need to use it properly. But I don't want you to use it improperly, and that's mm-hmm. why you, you're, you're not. You, you may not throw away the husband because he may be of some still use to you. And, you know, you love him, you trust him, he's father of kids, whatever. Um, so the oven may still work for you. However, you won't be foolish anymore and you're going to put on oven mitts. And you're not going to go through and cook things that are going to burn you or do things that are going to burn you. So I think there's a certain amount that you have to understand that you can forgive someone but it, but you shouldn't forget. You shouldn't suddenly become a fool. You shouldn't suddenly um, uh, lapse into um, kind of this um, lollygag that it didn't never happened, and you know I'm, I feel no pain, and this is all great. Um, it should open your eyes to the fact that, especially if he's a Christian, and people try to talk about that, it should open your eyes to this one point about Christians, which they forget. They say, oh, I've been forgiven for my sins. You have, but it doesn't mean that you stop being a sinner. So that's the part that everybody doesn't forget. So you're going to continue to sin past the moment of your salvation. You just, you need, so you need to keep that in mind when you deal with someone, when they've done something to betray you. Most of the times it's probably of some sin because most of those are the ones that hurt the most. So when they've done something that, that may be a betrayal or a distrust and, and now they've sinned, don't forget you are you are sinning too. Yeah, maybe your sin didn't hurt them. Maybe it hurt somebody else you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. But at least as a Christian, at some point intellectually, you have to identify the fact that what they did is not so much you know worse than what you probably have done. So even in that, you can have a little compassion. Now, as far as your trust is concerned, your heart is your heart. So you're going to feel the way you're going to feel. And mm-hmm. you have to allow yourself to go through that. You know, there are there are levels yeah. of this that, that, that you tell yourself, listen, I'm going to be in pain, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to trust you. So let's not pretend. You know, let's not... Uh, go through any charade. I'm not going to be loving to you for a while. Let's don't just pretend like, that I don't love you. I'm just not going to be in an affectionate mood. And part of that has to do with love. With love comes trust. 
And in order for Mm -hmm. me to completely trust you, I need time to build it. I didn't get to the trust stage overnight. I didn't meet you online and immediately love you. I didn't meet you at the church and immediately love you. I didn't meet you at the bar and immediately love you. You did things to bring, to build my trust. You showed up and picked me up from school. You helped me with Mm -hmm. my dissertation. You were there for me when I needed $100 to pay my rent. You did things to build that trust. And so in that, we will have to really make a conscious effort if we want to get through this to build that trust again. I will have to be willing to say, I told him to pick me up at 5 o'clock. He's going to be here on time. I'm not going to call him at 4.30 and 4.15 and 4 o'clock and 3.45 to say, where are you, where are you, where? I'm going to have to go back to that we're dating, I trust them. And on the same token, you're going to have to go a bit further and show up at 455 to let me know you're willing to build the trust. So there's, and I'm going to wrap this up. There's a lot of things that go with this. So that's why I've heard all of this unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, all of this stuff. And I, this is my opinion as a person, as a human, as a Christian, as a woman who's gone through it. I personally don't think there's anything called unconditional love between people. I think there's unconditional love from God to us. I do not think there's unconditional love from us to other people or even us to God. I think that is what we desire. I think that is is something we should strive for. Unconditional love means just that. I'm giving it to you. I expect nothing. That is not the truth. We give love and expect to be loved. It is actually a human thing to do. When God created Adam and Eve, he meant for them to rely on each other. He did not mean for them to stand independently of each other. He says that the two will make one. So you're not loving without an expectation of love, which is why when there's betrayal, there was an expectation of trustfulness, of honesty, because if it was true unconditional love and they betrayed you, you'd say, I don't care because I love you anyway, despite what you did. And everybody knows we don't do that. So you got to get in your mind first that your love doesn't have to be that pure. It can be realistic. It can be God-like and still be realistic. You're not God. Well, You're not Jesus, well, and he I, already knows I, it. So you're going to do the best you can, you know, yeah. with what you know, with the feelings that you have and still be able to say, you know what, I love this man. He did something wrong, but I can still forgive him. I can still love him. I can still move through this this process or well be honest I think, I think I what happens is in a relationship when you love someone and they've wronged you we as christians we have the right to be ang- angry about it exactly. we can be mad about it the Bible says just don't act in it and just because we're mad doesn't mean that we stop loving that person that's why oh, i agree you know and we we tend to to for, forgive them, and then we stay in that relationship until something else comes up, and then we might say, okay, here you go again, and then you add what happened onto that. I do believe that when you take on the heart of Christ, you take on the mind of Christ, there is an unconditional love that you can have for people, you can have for um, a humanity, you can have for the person that you love, but it takes you laying aside everything that's in you that you think you know exactly. and taking on the mind and heart of Christ. There is And that, an and that's that's really love. my and that and thank me, you for articulating me, that. I, I agree exactly. with you. And so let me let me let me let, let me finish my point here. So here's the here's the thing. 
So even though God has an unconditional love for us, we still hurt him. We still make him cry. Oh, all the he time, gets, yeah. You know, he gets angry with us, but he still loves us. And, you know, to right. what you said, you know, it is a level of trust. And when trust is broken, it is it takes time for it to be regained. And the Bible says that we should trust our mates so that our blessings be not hindered. And when we mm-hmm. don't trust our mates, we hinder the things that God has for us because when the trust is broken, division tends to seep in, and the disconnect right. is there when the trust is broken. So I think that, you know, you made um, some valid, you know, valid points about how, you know, crucial it is for us to, you know, try to, you know, trust our mate and try not to offend them in a way that we can't bounce back. And I think that when my husband and I first started dating, I said, honey, let's try not to do anything to each other that we can't we can't bounce back from. Because mm-hmm. once you cross that line, that's it. Meaning it's difficult. if you see something that you don't like, if I know I done picked up some weight, but I don't need to hear it from you, right? My husband has right. never complained about my weight, but what I'm saying is when you say things that hurt, those are those are things you can never take back. So what I we agree. practice is being or very, when you do, very or careful. when you to that point when you do things that hurt, sometimes you can't take you them back. Too. You know, to exactly. your original point. But that's where that unconditional love comes in because when the love comes in, you say to yourself, you know what? I don't want to do anything to hurt my mate. I don't want to do anything that's going to hurt time. Because I love him that much. You're going to take a step back and you're going to say, how would this hurt Tammy? How would this hurt John? How would this hurt James? How would this hurt Monette? You're going to take a step back and you're going to think about it because love that's what love does. Because our flesh will have us doing all types of things if we don't make our flesh come to subjection to the will of God. And so even right. when our flesh is weak, the spirit is always willing. So if we don't let, you know, the flesh overtake the spirit, there's a lot of things that we would not do. So thank you, Tab, for those comments. That was great. That was you made a, a valid point and that was that was awesome. Is there anybody else out there who has anything to say? Yeah, I I uh have we given this disclaimer that we can respectfully disagree? Yes. Yeah. Has that been out there? Okay. I just want to, you know, I respect everybody's uh, comment and opinion, but when we look at things, uh, especially when we start talking about love, we have to remember that that we're Christians because we had an encounter with God. And just because we had an encounter with God, one big part of the equation that we always leave out is that there still is a Satan, that he's still on the move and he's still attacking. And one of the biggest trophies uh, that he can shine up on his mantle is the destruction of a marriage. Because what it does, it leaves us wounded. It leaves us uh, 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 to our own devices because we're saying, God, you promised this, but it didn't work. Now, the thing that that we have to, well, I've learned to understand is that there are three phases of our salvation. The first is just justification. That's when we just accepted God and we're free from the penalty of sin. We're, We're locked in. But then the next phase that we ought to move from is not just having a Savior, but moving from Jesus being our Savior to becoming our Lord. And when we make that transition from him becoming our Savior only to our Lord, Kyrios in the Greek, it gives the idea of we're subject to him. 
there ought to be uh, a move from justification to sanctification, simply meaning that we're not perfect, but we're free from the penalty, and now we're becoming more and more delivered from the uh, from the power of sin. That's what uh, sanctification is. And when we move into sanctification, our mind ought to become more and more transformed to the mind of Christ. Now, mm-hmm. when we look at the Bible, the Bible says that while we were yet enemies, he went to the cross. Not because we were mm-hmm. so good, not because we were so great, but John 3.16 is because we were so bad that he, he, he saw uh, a way to give us that love, that acapella love, that love that gives with no expectation. Are we expected uh, to, to emulate God, to, to imitate God? Yes, we are. And that's not only on the outside with our feelings, but it's on the inside with our emotions, our, our souls. And we are, our mind ought to be transformed. So when we say uh, it's all right for God to love unconditionally, but it doesn't apply to us, no, that, I've got a problem with that because we ought to be trying to look and be more and more like God. Does love hurt? Sure it does. Is love always a better roses? No, it's not. But at the same time, I'll put myself out there, I preach and teach the gospel. But if you let me watch a certain game or something like that, sometimes I cuss at the TV. <laughs> and Tammy looks at me sometimes like I'm crazy over cussing or whatever. I just say, my bad. But I cuss at the TV. And you know why? Because I'm in a mood, I've been justified, but I'm still in the sanctification mode. And I'll preach the gospel okay. three, four times on Sunday. But it doesn't mean that I'm perfect, but I'm in a mode of being perfected. And, 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 and the thing that we have to remember when we look at our mates, again, I'll make the comment again, sometimes the test is not for them to change, but it might be for us to change. It might be for us to grow more. And more to look like Christ. Now, I'll leave you with one statement, and I'll turn it over to John because I hear him in the background. When a goldsmith <laughs> takes a piece of gold, when a goldsmith takes a piece of gold and he puts the gold into the furnace, uh, they used to use coins in the biblical days, uh, and sometimes the coin would become unrecognizable. So in order for the coin to be of use, sometimes the goldsmith would have to take the coin and put it in the fire. And when the coin was in the fire, it would develop dross, and dross was waste or byproducts that, that would come out of the coin. And the goldsmith would sw- uh, uh, swipe away the impurities. And the goldsmith would do that until the coin was ready to come out. Now, how did the goldsmith know uh, when to take the coin out? I'll tell you why, how he knew. The goldsmith knew when to take the coin out of the oven, out of the heat, when he could see his own reflection in, in the coin. And that's what God looks for us. He looks for us. Sometimes we're in the heat of a relationship and the battle of trying to change someone else. But the real test is that we're in the heat and we're the one that has the dross and the impurities. And so God is using us to, to uh, measuring our love for him by our love for someone else that's impure, that's imperfect. And sometimes he's not scraping the dross off of them. He's scraping the dross off of us. And when he can see our image, then he knows that we're ready to be you put back in use in circulation. What am I saying? I'm simply saying that it's not all about the next person over. It's really about us. And we ought to be growing day to day in the love for Christ that he had for us while we were yet enemies. When we see some things that, that, that don't agree with our spirit, don't agree with our nature, uh, we, not, we shouldn't be so quick to condemn, but we ought to be quicker to love, just like Jesus loved us. Well, Janice, I, I, I greatly appreciate that, and I think you're becoming my number one male fan on this show. Uh, but, and, I, and I also will say we're just going to pray that your team never fumbles on fourth and one. Uh, 
at any point in time for the rest of the season. But um, I, I really do appreciate those comments. All right. Um, with that said, um, we're going to yeah, we have time. Yes, yes. I have one comment. This is LaShondra. How are you this evening? LaShondra, I'm good. How are you this evening? I'm doing good. Um, I would like to comment on um, the love conditions in the Bible, um, uh-huh. the way we handle, the way we handle as a female for me, because I have began to walk in Christ, and I've been through the situations that we have been talking about tonight. But I always go to First Corinthians 13, and it says, uh-huh. love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Mm-hmm. And it holds no wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, and it always hopes. It always preserves. Love never yeah. fails. That would be my golden ground. Those are the things that I used to get when I was going through those situations that got me through because as I walked with Christ as I as a woman, although I did feel uh, betrayed, I, I was hurt. But mm-hmm. God put in my spirit that if I'm loving unconditional, these are the things that I need to uphold in his word. As it was stated, right. that God has a purpose for all of us to go through. Now, my pastor always told me that I was destined to help somebody else with the things that mm-hmm. I was going through. And mm-hmm. that's the reason why I had to go through them. And also to mm-hmm. take you to another level and to make me stronger. So I leave that with the listening audience. Go to, uh, I pulled up First Corinthians 13. And that's what I stand on. All right. That's beautiful. Thank you, um, LaShondra, for those inspirational words. And I'm going to leave with you real briefly, and we're going to get ready to close it out. We don't have much time for any other callers tonight. But um, I want to read a a quick passage here from Creflo Dollar that's very, very good. It's motivating, and it kind of touched my heart. It reads, did you know God expects you to love others unconditionally? even if they've hurt you. I know loving someone who has hurt you is hard. However, it's what God expects, which is why he has deposited his love in your heart. God love, God's love gives you the ability to love the unlovable. His love gives you the power to love through hurt, pain, and any other circumstances your normal love would not be able to withstand. Let's face it. Hurt is a very real part of life. Everyone has experienced hurt at some point. However, it's important not to allow hurt to cause you to become bitter or prevent you from loving others. Although it may be temporarily or it may temporarily feel good to stop loving someone who has hurt you, it will eventually lead to headache, unanswered prayer, and ultimately destruction, which is why God commands us above all else to never stop loving. Did you know every law in God's kingdom works by love? Your prosperity, your healing and deliverance, and all they all directly affect, they're affected by your ability to love. 
God is love, and his power to prosper, heal, and deliver you operates in the circle of love. When you operate outside that circle, you put yourself in a position where God, who is love, cannot help you. Learning how to heal and forgive so you can stay in the circle of love is vital to receiving the wonderful things God has for you. Maybe you've been hurt by a dear friend or treated unfairly by a close relative or your mate. Either way, you've got a life-altering choice to make. Either deal with your pain in a godly manner and continue to walk in love or allow negative emotions to consume you and ultimately destroy your life. The choice is yours. When you choose to walk in love, you position yourself to experience the power of God in area area of your life. He has the power to heal you of all your hurt and free you from the pain associated with it. However, you have to believe and trust him to not only heal you, but also restore everything you've lost. God is faithful to his word. Make a decision today that regardless of what it takes, you will love others unconditionally. You'll be glad you did. You can reference scriptures, Mark um, 11 and 25, chapter 11, verse 25, James 5, 16. Sister uh, Lashandra mentioned 1 Corinthians 13, Psalm 35 and 27, Luke 10, 19, Ephesians 6 and 12, Romans 5 and 5. And I'll leave you with that. But before we close out, I have Miss Lashandra Lewis. You heard her best on the Mojo Talk, uh, Talk radio show tonight. And, LaShondra, you also have your own show. Tell us about that. Well, uh, Monet, thank you for inviting me um, to tell about my sister, my friend. It's an Internet show that comes on um, um, Monday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. And what we do, we are um, specifically uh, targeting our sisters with uh, information, resources, um, and just a whole lot of love and undergirding. We have different topics. We have different speakers. We have authors. We have poets. We have just a lot of information going forth um, for our sisters. So join me on Monday night from 8 to 9 p.m. at the same number. Our show is called My Sister, My Friend, and we want to invite you to come on and listen to our topics uh, with your various and get the information you need for uplifting and just loving on our sisters. Thank you, Monette. Wonderful. And you all, we have several shows running on our uh, on our website, and you can listen to all of the shows at your own leisure at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash granny's place. That's www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Granny's Place. Thank you, Sister Lewis, for calling in tonight. Well, thank you, let, me, let, me, let me go ahead and tell you about the show that's on, on Saturdays from 8 to 9 p.m. It is okay. called Free on Inside, and that show comes on Saturday mornings with uh, Minister Joel Lewis. He's talking to men all over the world. He's talking about men issues. He's talking about 
uh, giving encouragement for the youth and the young men of the world. And he just have um, numerous guests on his show. Each week he has somebody different, somebody encouraging, somebody giving some information and resources to the men out there. So join him from 8 to 9 o'clock on Saturday mornings on the same Blog Talk Radio. My sister, my friend, his show is Free on the Inside. All right. Thank you for giving that public announcement um, and that shout-out to your husband because that's your husband's show. (laughs) And that is a great show. Yes, it is. So thank you very much, Sister Lewis, for your love and support and supporting the Mojo uh, Blog Talk Radio because marriage really matters. Um, I love your show. I called in on last night, and it really, really blessed me. The the lady that you had on that show, she was phenomenal. So thank you very much, um, and continue to just do the work of God. All right, callers, we're going to wrap it up here. My husband's going to close out with a word of prayer. And until next time, next Tuesday, um, we want you all to continue to trust in God and believe God for your marriage. Um, our topic on next week is He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. Ha-ha, all right. Wonderful. All right, callers. Thank you so much. Um, God keep you and be with you all until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you guys for calling in. We'll hear from you all on next week. Good night. Good night. Nice meeting you, everyone. Nice meeting you, John. <laughs> Bye, James. Thanks. Bye, y'all. <laughs> 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 <laughs>